This is Joaquin Xavier from the Voice Party Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by All Roads Overhead Garage Doors. Call now, 510-375-8756. That's 510-375-8756. Get your garage door today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're at the voice party. I, I don't know how to start it. We've got to work on that at the beginning because he's hella good at starting the show. He starts his show. What's up, everybody? His hands are swinging. Motherfuckers, y'all at the go-to-work fitness. Nah, he doesn't say that, but I need a good way to start it. Maybe we could figure that out by the end of the show. Oh, heck yeah. Definitely swing your hands. Yeah, but no one can see. <laughs> I mean, there's a billion different ways to start the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's true. There, there's what I heard a very wise wise experienced person an, an artist and entertainer say like you know a lot of people will tell you that there is no wrong way to do anything right but but that's wrong but that's incorrect there's maybe 200 different ways to do something right but there's definitely a wrong way to do it motherfucker As samuel jackson said that in, in case the motherfucker wasn't indicative of who said that right there's definitely a wrong way to do things when, especially a lot of times, you, you think you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But there's at least 200 or more ways to do it right. So, yeah. and I like that because it, it just shows there's many ways to like, you know, uh, bomb first as Tupac said it. Mm. Speaking of doing things wrong, mm. like you know, I know I want to bring this up, especially first of all. Let's let's welcome to the to the voice party a very special guest, Mr. Evan, Mr. Evan L. G. Francis. Yo, yo, yo. AKA Mr. Go to Work. Mr. Go to Work. What's good? What's good? How you doing, dude? I appreciate being on here. I'm great today. How you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh I wanted to have you on, especially since uh Joaquin's gone through his change and the three of us have been working together a little bit and we be we you know, we've been talking about because he's changed, and then he's he feels left out because he's got no one to eat Krispy Kreme donuts at 10, 8, 10 p.m. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Just call me. <laughs> you have my there you go. Right. There you go. No, and it's, speaking of doing things wrong, like, mm. when you're trying to go healthy, you know, and change your lifestyle, yeah. you kind of start letting yourself go and, like, oh, I'm doing this right still, but you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly you know what you're what talking, talking about. about. I know you know what I'm talking about. You're going through it right now. Because no, you, <laughs> you tell yourself like, oh, I'll get right back on that diet tomorrow. I'll be okay. One pumpkin spice latte with all this sugar won't hurt. <laughs> exactly. But then like one pumpkin spice latte turns into two pumpkin spice lattes. And then you find yourself eating a leaf of lettuce going, see, this balances everything yeah. out. But that's the kind of thinking that got you fat in the first place. That's true. Like, well, people don't understand. Well, first and foremost, let me go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. uh, pick tell up. them what you do. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Let me go ahead and introduce myself a little bit. So, <clears throat> let me bring up the energy. What's going on, people? This is Evan L. G. Francis, aka Mister Go to Work, the host of the world's first fitness variety show, Go to Work Fitness, Richmond's first professional wrestler ever, King Francis. You know, and uh. Just an all-around great host. I host different events. I go around the band, do different things. We've done a little bit of everything. Phil, you know, the guy who engineers here, he's also, you know, uh, director and uh, editor 
and Joaquin over here, who's over here as well, mm-hmm. he uh, serves as also a director and a producer of the show too. So you know, it's a it's a team effort. So the background on that kind of thing for me is, you know, five years ago before we even started doing that stuff, I was I was a big dude, so I was yeah. much bigger than I was, and um, you know, dropped like like sixty five, seventy pounds, right and, and been able to keep it off for like the past like five six years. And then help other people, you know what I mean, be able to do that. And what I done found is, is it's about habits. It's, see, you could say what you, like what you were saying about the, the lattes and all that other stuff, but it's about what you do after that, too. If you're drinking that every day and that's your habit and you're not doing anything to burn any calories to do anything like that, you're not doing yourself no favors. So that's why a lot of that happens mm-hmm. is because there's a, a lot of unhealthy choices that get made and yeah. then afterwards those like, like after those unhealthy choices you still don't have anything to counter counterbalance that you know so it it, it works like you that. know what that's a good point that you brought up because yeah. uh i i go to evan you know i'm, I'm not consistent with it but i i'm one of his clients mm-hmm. and uh, i mean we've been doing this what almost three years yep. with me like you know hey man how you doing i know yeah, i haven't yeah, seen yeah, you in six yeah. months yeah why are you fatter? <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't seen him in because six you months. Seen him in six, six months. months, but like, yeah. even when I was going consistent with him, like I would go, and then uh, <clears throat> you know, right after we got done with our sessions, like what, what's on the way? We, we just fucking went there right now, Taco Bell. Right. I would stop by and get him, you know, because after, yeah, I know, I know, I know, he's doing the sign of the cross, like yeah. I'm not even Catholic. But that's how deep <laughs> this is. <laughs> And that was a really bad habit of mine. Like for, I mean, it's still. I mean, there's still a lot of things still I I, I don't do well. But right, um, it's almost like I need to have a babysitter at all times because then I'll just let myself go with you know with the, the drinking sometimes or or the the it's because like, it's so easy to just go and and literally get food from a window. Right. Um. But yeah, man. Uh. uh it's it's uh, like a everyday. I, I just I wanted to talk about that because especially you know you already made that change. You you I think we got to get on that too, Phil. So I have a question, Evan. <laughs> What's like that? our producer has this look in his face. Like, what is this we shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have fun, bro. <laughs> do you do you have to deal with reaches um, for Taco Bell box cravings? <clears throat> do I have to deal with cravings? Yeah. Um. So what I do with stuff like that, I think everybody's kind of a, a human being. So I think we all deal with something like that. Yeah. Like I was when I first really started on my journey and everything, I pretty much went stone cold, cold turkey on everything. And it's hard to do. Right. Um, but as I kind of adjusted things and started to teach other people, I kind of learned with myself, too. Like, you know, it's okay to go out there sometimes and, you know, treat yourself to something as long as you're not making that your everyday thing, right? So, yeah, I'll have something. Um, like, I'm a cheesecake dude. I'm a huge yeah. fan of cheesecake and stuff, right? I've seen so, you eat cheesecake in the morning. No, for real. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm that <laughs> type. Really. I was that type of dude, bro. No, so, I'm talking about recently. Remember when we went to East Bay Coffee, you got yeah, cheesecake in the morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things, but... When I was yeah. back in the day, back in the day, bro, like I used to go to Nations, right? Mm. And I, we'd, I like get this, uh, like one of those strawberry cherry cheesecakes, right? Get the oh. whole one, right? And them shits would be gone in like two days. So you can imagine within them two days, Jesus. like within a day, how much of that shit I was eating, right? So if I go somewhere now, I can't even barely get through yeah. like a whole slice or, or two slices or something like that. It's just because not only 
am I in a different place on the, on the physical thing and with my stomach and stuff, but I'm also in a, a different place mentally to where, you know, I don't need that much, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. And especially with a lot of clients that I, I dealt with, a lot of the eating come from stress yeah. and, yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff comes from, you know, just mental, mental, mental stress and, and things going on at work or at home. And, and, you know, food is, is a lot, a lot for us. It plays a lot of, uh, into, you know, comfort. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, that's that, I think that's where a lot of people fall into it at is they, they use that as their comfort. And then, so when you're feeling overly stressed, you need a over saturation of comfort. So you're yeah. going to be eating crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I tell people all the time that instead of putting the value into that, you have to put that back into yourself. Right. You have to be, cause nothing's going to solve your problems. A burger's not going to solve your problem. When all that food's gone, the problem's still going to be there. You dig what I'm saying? So yeah. you gotta, you gotta get into, you, people gotta dive into what the issue is a lot of the time. I say the same thing with like alcohol. Cause you know, and some, sometimes the, <clears throat> like when it feels best to go out and get a drink or, or whatever, go to the bar mm-hmm. is when you're feeling down, you yeah. know, cause I say like the, it makes the pain go away, but it actually makes it feel worse. <laughs> yeah, but you Once know what? You know what's crazy though yeah. is that the, we've been taught this. Yeah, you know from from music to television and all that. We've always been taught, you know, especially when we're watching more adult theme shows or anything yeah. like that. Like, okay, a drink is gonna uh, go to a bar. That's where you go to let off your stress or whatever. And in our community, us coming from Richmond, we can attest to it. I was just talking to somebody this morning um, about this. I was saying, you know. There's not a whole foods in the hood. Mm-mm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So all the things that you could put in good in your body, they're not at an arm's reach in like in the hood off top. It's starting to change now with like farmers markets right. and things like that. Like urban tilt, for example. Yeah, 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 most definitely. But then there's still, you know, that disparity there. So I can still go to a liquor store on every corner, but I can't find a place where I can find a, like, you know, really affordable good food for myself you know like grocery outlet you can kind of you know you can kind of freehand it a yeah. little bit and go you know mm-hmm. find some good stuff but i'm talking about like when we talk about uh health mental health and all that stuff and i'll tell you know what you put in a lot of the time plays into that so i can go to berkeley right and i can go get to a whole foods i can get to all these different holistic yeah. places but we know that that's just a like a population of people who have some money that can afford yeah. to stay there, yeah, right? So true. you know that's that's where the disparity come in at, though, because of the the wealth, the wealth income, like the disparity on that. You know what I mean? It just it sucks because we're already at a disadvantage. So when we're growing up, we're taught that these things are what we fall into, and it's hard for us to break out of that. So we got to have more people out there being there, like having these conversations. It's, it's a combination of. You know, as you say, pockets with the economics mm-hmm. and like and, and filtering with your home life. When I was a, a kid growing up, I lived in Arkansas. Right. And my grandmother had a vegetable garden in the backyard, mm. corn, peas, okra, carrots, beans, like fruit trees. And there was something about like eating what I helped grow that actually prepared me to be. Like, like I know people who hate vegetables because they didn't really like grow up. Either they didn't eat vegetables like that growing up or like it was something they were forced to eat. Yeah. And they say that 
if your kids are trying veggies for the first time, you got to you got to first of all, you you don't start them off with fruit. Right. Mm. Like you I was reading like you you uh, start them off with don't start them off. You start them off with vegetables first Mm. because you want them to like treat the sugar as like a secondary. Once you get them to like veggies and you have to expose them to the same vegetable three times before they decide whether or not they may decide off the first taste. They don't like it. But after that third taste, they'll be like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. The second thing. Um, in regard to the whole alcohol situation is like that that there's also an element of parenting involved there like it's fine to let your kids watch certain things that may be a bit above their head if you have a parent that's monitoring and explaining now what this character is doing is what a lot of people do to deal with their pain but it's not healthy the point of this scene is to show you that this character is in a fucked up situation that is you know what i mean like Ain't nobody drinking alcohol to solve their problems in the movies to be shown to be normal. It's more like, oh, this dude has a problem and it's bad, right? But without context, we grow up thinking, like, that's how we do it. That's how we're all supposed to do it. It's like, no, this character, is it's drama. So it's supposed to be a little fucked up so that you you feel bad for the character. You know, you know, you know another thing, too, um, <clears throat> that I was going to bring up is uh, uh, growing up, I mean, in my house, we had a, like a chicken coop and we had a vegetable garden and, mm-hmm. you know, beans and rice was like an everyday thing. Bark, 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 bark. Yeah. Yeah. And when we went out and, you know, for us going all out was getting McDonald's. Right. Mm. So as an adult, I saw like, you know, cool, I got my, I'm making money now. I can eat McDonald's every day, you know? And that became like, you know, I don't have to wait around for paycheck there or whatever to eat, you know, pizza or whatever i can have that every day after work and then that's for me that's how my weight gain started right because all the foods that that i was deprived from i guess or you know didn't have as often once i was an adult and i had money i and that's going back and then i got away from the food that i was eating growing up you know because my parents grew up on the farm so they pretty much raised us the way they ate back in mexico right but yeah as an adult like yeah i remember the first time i made money as a kid i used it to buy pizza you know, and it's like now as an adult, I can go out and buy the slice every day. We're working at Little Caesars, right. you know, eating pizza six days a week. Yeah. And that, I mean, how you program yourself to eat, that's a hard thing to unprogram, dude. Yeah. 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 Habits too. Like I can't, I can't just go down the treadmill and start running. It's hard like for me to, you know, what were you going to say? No, no. I was just going to start talking about like. You do soccer. I do do soccer. Um. I wonder if I'm if if there's like an addiction aspect to me, which um, I I heard you know that like when you get addicted, like your brain changes, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to to go back, mm-hmm. right. kind of like how you're saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think five years ago I I I was okay with like not eating junk food and stuff like that. Yeah, but now I'm not I'm not I don't feel like I think it would be hard to to stop eating to, junk food. Yeah. You know what that plays into, though? And it was something, this is another thing I discuss with a lot of my clients and stuff. We've been, if you have been doing good and eating for a minority share of your life, then that, that's great, right? But you've been eating unhealthy 
for the majority share of your life. So it does play into the addiction aspect because sugar is more addictive than heroin. Yeah. And if, that's a fact. Now, if you've been taking and sh- in, in taking sugar your whole life and you've been drinking sodas and doing all that type of stuff your whole life, it's really, really hard to break away from that on a permanent basis, just like a heroin addict will find it hard to break away from sugar and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's a it's an aspect into that because we've been raised, like I said, from where uh, this is where it loops right back in and comes full circle is we were raised to eat a certain way because of our incomes or you know and, and where we're at and so we had to make do with what you know what, what we could afford and a lot of that stuff is some hot cheetos mm-hmm. some candies some sodas all that good stuff that you know what i mean um we can just get off you know just get for cheap and, yeah. and keep some money in our pockets so we've been eating that forever and then we come to like that stuff you know what I mean? And so that's just what we do, and that just becomes our routine. Um, like I've been, like I said, I've been doing this, you know, health thing for about five, six years. And the biggest thing is, is I tell myself now, like, I'm just way better off than I was beforehand. Like in how I deal with things and how I feel and how I look and just in general, like my, my energy levels and just stuff like that are way more um, valuable and I'm way higher up here than than I was that those those five years, you know, beforehand. And that was twenty six like twenty six years of my life. And you're wow. how old are you now? About thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah. You look younger than you did when I met you, dude. Thank you, man. I met him when he was <laughs> how old were you when we met? Ten years ago. That was like I was twenty twenty one, twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. I mean not older, but the weight definitely made you look and you, you got a No, lot I of did. It, yeah. it put some it put some years on me for real. Like yeah. it really did. How many uh hours a day do you do fitness? Oh man, I'm there. I'm all day, <laughs> like all day. So five days out the week, I'm working out with with people all day because I have different, you know, different clients, different days. It's more than working out, though, man. Because uh, speaking of my experience, like uh, half hour, half hour of that goes to like, you know, we're talking about we needed therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's basically what he does. He sits and talks to you and is like, "Oh, that's really good." Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know if that's just me because we're yeah. boys, but like you know, I, because it's hard, it's really hard for me to lie about you know, like I, <laughs> lie to him. Like, have you been? Yeah. Have you been doing with the food? And he's like, "Oh, well." <sighs> so my, my fingers are red yeah. <laughs> from eating hot Cheetos, and I'm lying. To his face. I'm lying to his face. Pretty good. I was I eating carrots. Pretty good. I was eating beets <laughs> with these three fingers. <laughs> Like, that is not how that's, you need a beat, man. That's like, a hard one to do, man. Like, yeah. uh, like that's. I think that's what makes it worse. Like, I don't mind. Like, like you, we've 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 gone out and we've you know ate junk food here and there. Like, mm-hmm. on a, I mean, for you, that's like a once in a while thing. For me, that's like ah, oh, bringing them into my world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Let's go yeah, eat those burritos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, that's the part that really messes with your brain when you're lying about what you ate. And you, you know you shouldn't be eating yeah. certain things. You got high blood pressure. You got, you know, all these things that you're close to getting diabetes. Yeah. And it's, it's just you can't. Well, why can't you stop yourself from, you know, from doing something that's going to kill you? Yeah. Because most of the time, like I was telling, like, because most of the time you've been used to eating and doing so many things in a certain way that it, it's an addiction. Yeah. Like yeah. straight up, it's yeah. an addiction. Yeah. And if things aren't, that's just like. For a junkie, whoever's on whatever kind of drug, and no disrespect to nobody, but if your life is going good and you're feeling good and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, 
it's way easier to stay off that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, when life ain't going the way you want it to go, you ain't, you know, you don't got the people you want, you know, around you. You know, the money ain't right. You might not get that girl you want. All these things pile on you and life ain't going the way you want to. You you more liable to shoot something up. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Just put something up the arm. So so put that into the the terms of eating addiction and and the things that we do then. If life is good, you're doing all right. You can stay away from that shit a little bit more. But you're more likely to go into that comfort food mode and eat your ass off um, if things aren't necessarily going your way. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? If life ain't necessarily panning out the way you want it to go, you know, it's easier. It's way easier to sit back and be like, man, you know, and and relax and chill and do all that than it is to actually have to figure things out and and have that mental battle to to get up and, and, and yeah. conquer some shit. You know what I mean? It, it's got to be a big problem though, because like, who, most people are what working at, at least forty hours a week, yeah, if not more. Yeah, most yeah. people are making a yeah. a, a, Lucky a small bastards. amount of money. Yeah. Uh, if you know, if you live in the Bay Area, you're paying yeah. a lot in rent wow. or you know mortgage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's got to be a serious problem for a lot more oh, yeah. people. Oh, it's an epidemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an epidemic. And, it, and then not just with is. food. Like you know, I, yeah. I, I it's crazy because uh, my whole life, I, I thought you know, growing up in Richmond, seeing crackheads and all that, people who are like tweakers, or whatever, are just they're already leave, living in the streets. Yeah. There's a lot of people who work regular jobs. You know, like construction or whatever and they're tweakers yeah oh wow. it makes you realize how yeah. bad it really is and mm-hmm. a lot of them working over 60 hours a week yeah. yeah that's that's where like right now i want to ask you is like like eating healthy right now is getting trendy mm-hmm. and, and i know you kind of master this like eating healthy on a budget yeah how the fuck do you do that <laughs> man that's hard man it's hard to eat healthy like on a budget i mean I know you got yourself down to where you don't have to eat as much as like, you know, yeah, you somebody know, else, somebody but, else. Yeah. But you know what the crazy part was? It was like I ain't had no choice. I had to figure it out. Right. Either way it went, because at the time I was just started my business when I came back out here from uh, from Georgia. Um, and I had to figure it out because I wasn't making too much money. Right. Like I was just starting out getting a couple clients here and there and, and, and you know, trying to make my money there. My thing was is that um, when I really came out here, a lot of folks know, too, that when I was first starting the business, you know, I was homeless. You know what I'm saying? I was living in my truck. You know what I mean? My first my first clients came when I was living in my truck. You know what I mean? Because um, I, once I originally came back to Richmond from Georgia, I had a, project, a production job. I was working at this place called Hartman Studios uh, in Richmond. Yeah. And uh, they're like a production company. So I had like a little man- management job, like a corporate job. I worked my way up from like Greenhouse, which is like the lowest job you can get over there, to mm-hmm. having my own department over there at this, uh, you know, in the corporate spot. So I left that shit because it wasn't popping like for me because once I had already came out here, lost the weight and did all that shit, it wasn't going to work because I was just already into what I wanted to be into. You know what I mean? So I was just basically making money just to make money. Yeah. You know, I was just yeah. working to work. I wasn't really enjoying right. what I was doing. So once I left there, that's when everything was like, oh, fuck, you got to, you know, you got to kind of build up because I was uh, staying with moms for a little bit at the time. We didn't really click like that. Yeah. So I just went ahead and stayed in my truck. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to the gym anyway. I'm going to 24 all the time. I'm about to just start picking these clients and getting this shit done. You know what I mean? So people started to come up to me when I was working out and they'd be like, yo, how you doing this? You know what I'm saying? So I'll just be like, yo, meet me at this time, this time and this time, you know, in the morning I'll show you. 
and people just started, you know, throwing me little dollars here and there. And I just I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so from there, to answer your question, I didn't have that much money. Yeah. So I had to figure out. You had to just make it make happen. Make it happen because I'm living in my truck, right? Yeah. So I'm having to go to the dollar store, get as much fruit as I can get, you know, on, on the budget. Um, 99 cents and 99 they got a lot of man, good man they saved my life not yeah. real talk the 99 cent store down there saved me saved my <laughs> life bro like that yep. kept me from starving cause I get my bags of grapes my things yeah. of strawberries blueberries get like an oat cereal yeah all kinds of greens get my grains and all that shit like my granolas and stuff and have like enough to get like a couple jugs of water and I'd be and I'd be cool I have uh I had a dog too so I get her like some little pedigree and shit and all that so like I just didn't have no choice in the matter, so I had to figure it out. So by the time I did get on my feet, like I had, you know, what I mean, yeah. I already had that knowledge there. So it was like, okay, I already know how to save this money. Yeah. I already know how to do it. So then I could pass that on a little bit, you know. Um. So you, for storing your food, you 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 were able to store your food at your aunt's. So no, this is the crazy part about it being broken for. Right? <laughs> like I would go. <laughs> and be and a, a, with a dog and a with a dog ass nonetheless man, big, ass, yeah. big ass pit bull i remember when i met mo man, like, <laughs> she hit me up you were like bro i'm on i just need i just need help feeding the dog yeah and i was like you got a dog like, yeah you know coming in a big old thing and i was like she's so big you're like she's only one what yeah, the she fuck? was only one years old and she was <laughs> uh, massive right um, but what I used to do is, is I get a cooler and I just mm. go to the gas station. I throw ice in it like every two days oh, and I just throw my shit in there and keep everything So it was like cold. camping. Basically, I was, basically. Camp- I was basically camping, camping for like six months. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the best way to look at it. And being healthy about yeah, it. Yeah, and being healthy about she it. I remember, bro, like I would go, I would go, this is the funny, it's not funny. See, this is what we, we weren't talking at this time. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's not funny, but it's funny when I I look back at it yeah. right i used to okay say i didn't have a lot of gas that day right and it was like summertime so like i said mind you it was six months so i got to be in there like a little bit of spring a little bit of summer yeah. you know what i mean i experienced all that so i would be at the 24 i'd have to meet a client probably in el sobrate or something yeah. right i would get out of my truck at the 24 and i would walk all the way to el sobrate Wow. Just to go make that money, so then yeah. I would have gas and yeah. groceries for the next day, and I could feed the dog and all Jeez. that other shit. So it's you know, what I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of just in a place where I ain't had no choice but to learn how to adapt and how to survive in them yeah. and anything. So I don't. That's probably why I don't even eat as much as I as yeah, much yeah, people because yeah. I I just don't have the need for it. Like because I pretty much like adapted to that not having shit. Yeah, because I've seen he's like when. We, came over like you know and then it's like a family party yeah they serve him a bowl of pozole like a few bites no this is good i'm gonna have the rest to go it's like yeah. this big old container because yeah. because you know mexican family serve these yeah. big old portions yeah. yeah 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 and it's not to offend nobody because no, no, no. a lot of the stuff that man they jd family cook like a motherfucker and it's hella good right yeah. but that's, just for me that's why we are the way we are yeah no. but no but this shit is bomb bro no, like yeah, thank you thank you but at the end like just for me how i am I just I just don't eat that much. Like just because I, I when I was on the grind, I, I think probably I'm still on grind mode. You know what I mean? I want to ask you something about that. Just What's speaking up? of that, because mm-hmm. you, you we've talked about fasting before, and mm-hmm. and I've gone maybe eighteen hours without eating. I had a massive headache, and you know I felt like I was gonna die. Yeah. 
how do you like have you what's the most in your opinion that you can fast health like healthy you know because i've been thinking about doing it it's had a lot of benefits to it i don't know much about it but i know you you mess around with that whole yeah. like fasting not not was it was it what intermittent is, fasting. not intermittent fasting but just fasting because you say you i remember I'll one time we, intermittent one bro you like, do that one i'll do that one but i remember I, one time we were working out and you were doing the workouts with me and mm-hmm. you're like oh i just did a fast yesterday i'm excited i'm about to have a meal I'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah no that's that's intermittent <laughs> fasting so Jesus. what it is 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 that like you you don't eat for at top a couple days um, couple and, days and what you do but what you do do if you do eat something yeah. then it's then it's fruits or veggies something okay. that's easy to burn off and something that's you know not gonna stick to you that's that's the main goal of intermittent fasting is to get you to lessen that appetite you oh, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. and if you do like you said if you Those do get headaches. some there you go so if you so if you are feeling like oh i need something yeah. you could put something in but it's not just gonna overfill you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? I I discovered that like uh, that whole because you know one day I went without the day I went without eating for about eighteen hours. Yeah, it wasn't by choice. You know, it was like yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna go on a fast today. No, I was stuck at work and then something happened. I couldn't eat, and it's crazy because I know that feeling is I would say ninety percent mental. Right. Because as soon as I got in line to get a burrito, that fucking feeling went away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm waiting in line, like that's gone. And I don't feel, I don't feel that thing at all. So, I mean, but that's, that's, that's the hardest thing is that yeah. the mind, the mindset that you got to change in order to, you know, and when you used to be talking about, you have to go walk mm-hmm. over to, and then get paid by your client and come back. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's just my weak mind talking. Like, nah, I don't see how it, it wasn't easy to just go back into doing, you know, bad habits, man. It, because I was already, because I had already been yeah. told, like, I had already got out of them, that mind frame. So like, you were already fit at the beginning of those six months? Yeah. Do you, uh, oh, uh, we're going to ask him, uh, talk about what you did in Georgia. I don't know if you, you mentioned what you were doing over there. Okay, so then we got to go back, man. So oh, then, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. So Georgia, is, like Atlanta, that to me probably. That, I didn't want to leave that out. That's no, why. That's cool. Uh, that 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 changed my life. Like Georgia probably saved my life. As a matter of fact, like Atlanta. You know, when I was out here beforehand, I was in the grind. And I was on that. You know, on that lob, uh, that that uh, hamster wheel. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, just working. You know, uh, taking care of the fam at the time. Uh, you know, my girl, her son, and all that good stuff. And um, you know, that was where I was at, and that's what mattered was just that, and that was it, because that's all I had to depend on. But at some point in that, in, in, like in that lifetime and in that cycle, bro, I forgot about how important I am yeah. and how important my life when is. You're taking and care what, of other people. Yeah, when you're taking care of other people, yeah. you kind of put more value into them. So if they're not happy, then then your happiness can't be right. Mm-hmm. So you can't put stock into everybody else. But that was my mistake in that. You know what I mean? Is that. And when it didn't pan out, it was ugh. You know what I mean? It yeah. was ugly and all that. But at the at the end of the day, I was I was really depressed. Uh, you know, mentally weak too. Lost, you know, should have lost the job. Didn't have no money coming in. A whole bunch of things. So I was damn near. You know, to be honest with you, you know, pretty much, I had put myself and, and my friends in a terrible position. 
I, I hit rock bottom and, you know, basically tried to hang myself off my ceiling. Oh, shit. With my belt. Yeah, with the belt. You feel me? My mom walked in my house by the grace of God and was looking for something and managed to lift me. Yeah. You know what oh. I'm saying? Called my friends and then they, you know, came through and everything. But then... You know, my aunt called me. She was like, yeah, it's time for you to go. You know what I'm saying? It's time for you to go. You didn't have enough. I didn't lost friends here. You know, a lot of when I was a teenager, a lot of my friends died. You know what I mean? I didn't see, I didn't see it at all, man. I didn't see, man. That's drug, crazy. Drug, drug addictions. I didn't see one of my friends killed with my own eyes. A whole bunch of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that whole mind frame of of depression and sadness and all that type of stuff just being where you from i understand it you know what i mean because i was here when the state of emergency the state of emergency was going on yeah, yeah, yeah. when a lot of people was getting gunned down and I all that, that. And it was ugly you know even before then we'd have helicopters flying through every night you know you'd hear them yeah. you know what i'm saying see all that because we from the same city so we know this yeah you know what i mean but around what year is this like then when i when i the, the state of emergency was like oh five oh six, and you know people were just getting gunned. It was people getting killed every night, every day. Like it, during broad daylight, it didn't matter. And it was so many people that I grew up with, so so many people I went to school with. You know, what I mean that that lost their lives in that. And yeah, I understand the lifestyle, right? <clears throat> but then at the same time, you know, at at the core of it, we all human beings, right? And you know, if if people was brought up in different circumstances, I feel like things could be different. You know, we a lot of us didn't ask to be born here, so I don't feel like the tag or the stigma needs to to stick to everybody. I feel like you have the opportunity to be who you want to be. You know, I don't feel like just because we're from Richmond, we should have a stigma. They'd be like, oh, you know, I mean, I understand the history, but we're building something different. But to continue the story, um, I hit rock bottom, you know, I can't, and my aunt said, you know, you need to come out here. Doug Herman, who is my mentor, um, he owns a lot of gold gems and stuff like that down south and stuff, right? So he didn't know me from a, a like from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So my cousin was dating his daughter. I guess I was lucky. He sent because my my cousin I guess told him what was going on with me, and that's like my little brother. I'm probably like six years older than him. Hmm. He told him what was going on with me, and Doug sent me a plane ticket, flew me out. And like he didn't know me for shit, you know what I'm saying? So he flew me out. I got to stay over there at my aunt's house. She worked for she's the head secretary, uh, head secretary for Turner Broadcast. So TNT, TBS, all that stuff. She she on top of that. Um, so I'm staying with her, getting my you know getting my shit together. I needed to get like some kind of job to make some money. Doug gave me a job at a Gold's Gym. So and then you know they they already knew what my situation was. Doug paid for me for psychiatry. Like for me to go see somebody, oh, to man. you know what I'm saying. Never asked me for a dime. Mm. So, and I was there the entire time that I was in Atlanta. I was seeing that person. Damn. So, once I was leaving, probably a week or two before I was uh, coming back here, I had uh, did my last session with you know my psychiatrist and everything. And he was saying like, "Yo, before when I first met you, and when we first started these conversations and stuff." I would have prescribed you like hella, hella medications yeah. hmm. and hella stuff like that. But after getting to know you and hearing your story and seeing how you've been able to kind of pick yourself up just by discussing something to somebody who 
has no bias or can't tell you you're a bad person like after those after those few months i can already see that you're a good person and there's nothing wrong with you you just had a lot on your mind and a lot on your heart you know what i'm saying and so that whole experience there and guess what guess what it cost me like and i even went to i even went to um doug even sent me to superior health clinics uh, and i got an education there i was trained by the and i was trained uh personally by the strength and conditioning coach at alabama university shelby robbins who um taught me a whole bunch of, a whole bunch about just personal training and everything in general i got to train with uh college football players and everything and you know what they asked me for nothing I have no debt. I have no nothing. Like they did that for me and made me better just because. That's you what know? you call love for your fellow yeah. man. Is no, he a Christian? Up. Is Doug a Christian? He's a Jew, actually. He's Jewish. <laughs> hey, hey, that's close enough, though. That's the that's the root for the. You know, I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Old Testament, the Torah talk about love for your fellow person. That's real. Nah, you know that's what? Love that is, fellow that's, man. that's beautiful. Man. No, and you thank know, you for sharing that. No, real talk though. And the crazy thing about it is, is that he took me under his wing, like for real, for real. Like he used to take me to this bomb ass hibachi place, like uh, Japanese food, like on on you know what hibachi is. Yeah. Um, Dude, and it's su- yeah, that exactly, and so like it's super expensive. Yeah, we used to go there every week, and he just used to tell me like, man, tell me about you, you know, tell me about your week, whoop, whoop, whoop. And this is my boss. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he went from putting me into the Gold's Gym to he moved me into uh, to one of his health clinics. So I was learning about medical weight loss and all this other stuff while I was learning about personal training. So I got the best of both worlds yeah. in about six months. So I got a year's worth of training in six months. Man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, and then that's why. Because you do a lot of free stuff for the community. That's why I do it, though, that's, because yeah. that's exactly why I do it is because it was implanted and in, ingrained in, in, in me from a, you know, from when I started. It was like he and he used to tell me that it's not about the money. He's a millionaire. I've been yeah. at his house. This dude's got like floors on top of floors on top of floors. You know, what I mean, rooms on top of rooms on top of rooms in, in Atlanta housing like. Atlanta like real estate is cheaper so you can imagine what kind of house you can get yeah you know a million over there can get I'm talking this dude had like everything and he used to always tell me Illuminati houses (laughs) no real shit though but then the whole thing he used to always tell me was and this sticks to me to this day and why I act how I act and how I do things for you know for what I do him for and why I do a lot of free stuff is because he told me like he was before you know he he's been broke as fuck and he was broke as fuck like a decade before to where he was in a, his uh, apartment just reading the New York Times reading stocks and shit and he mm-hmm. took a chance on himself to to get out there and do this shit and I was and he just said you there's no difference between me and you besides the opportunities that I took he said he didn't receive anything his dad was a lawyer and he didn't even take his money to start a company. You know, so he just gave me a whole bunch of game yeah. about how to really do this shit and how to navigate business and to still be human doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't mm. got to stab everybody in the back and do all these other things yeah. to to do business with people. Like, I can still have my dignity and all that stuff, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and do business. It bothers me when people say, like, that, that you have to be that way when, you, when you're making a lot of money or in order to be yeah. successful that you have to step you, on other you gotta people. You got to be a shark and yeah. you got to be yeah. this and... Yeah, it's my understanding that like Ivy League schools used to have like mandatory ethics philosophy classes for their business majors and they don't they stopped at some point, you know, and there is some discussion of maybe we should start teaching that again because we've released some psychopaths onto the world. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's kind of sad that so many people 
uh, just kind of will do anything to get ahead. And there's a lot to be said about strategy. There's a lot to, to be said about absorbing smaller companies and taking for yourself. But yeah. there's also a lot to be said about having the right amount of humanitarianism and respect for others and still being able to carve your own lane. It's a balance. Yeah, it most you know, definitely is. For for like the fitness part aspect that we we're talking about, uh-huh. what you do I think is probably the better approach for someone like uh like me. Right. <laughs> you know, like a constant daily log of what you're doing cuz yeah. you know, it's e- like I said, man, it's easy. You know me, dude. It's I think easy it's for me. Easy. I I can control myself to a certain extent, but um, you know, after a bad day, like you know, I think it's easier for me with clients and stuff. Yeah. And the way I deal with it and what my approach is is because I was there. Yeah. And it wasn't that far, you know, I'm not that far gone from it. Like, I can I can still remember when I was still doing all this stuff. So, yeah. and where my mind frame was when I was doing it. <clears throat> so, I, I can, and also the difference is, is that I'm honest about it. Because a lot of people, once they get to this uh, level of just doing stuff and being like, hey, I'm, I'm fit, I'm all this, they act like they wasn't that before mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they've always been fit. i'm not gonna sit here and lie to everybody and blow smoke and be like hey i've been like this forever i haven't you know but i i know the differences and what i feel like now at in my 30s versus what i, was, I feel better in my 30s than i ever felt in my 20s I'm one year I mean? away one year away not straight up <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's the thing and and that's the that's another thing about the lies we get told especially yeah. especially us in 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 our level of society where where you know we from the hood and all that stuff they they tell you you got to do this that and the other by a certain age yeah. or you're done for you're you, you know 20s your 20s your prime that's, that's it the, that's the, but yeah. that's a lie and a half bro most like it, when everything i've read bro like your your 30s bro your mid 30s are your prime yep. yeah because you don't know shit when you don't know 20, nothing dude. when you're yeah. in your 20s. You're still right. young and stupid, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you not even stu- you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like you, you are in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, but you you but you learn yeah. and you and you get experience and and you get sharper and you know how to deal with things, right? And so imagine having that kind of knowledge that you have now, right? Yeah. Versus what you had then and being in better shape. Yeah. In your in in your 30s. With that knowledge that you got, your emotional intelligence Come is on, way man. better. Also. Yeah, and yeah. it be and all that together, that makes a more confident, dynamic person. Right? You know what I mean? And that's why I be telling people it's not about getting there at a certain age; it's about embracing every day and and like maximizing your potential for every day. So then you don't have to worry about oh, I got to get here by the time I'm I'm thirty five or yeah. by the time I'm forty. Nah, man, you already in motion. You know, mm-hmm. it's just about getting in motion. I want to, I want, oh, go ahead. There used to be this commercial. Uh, what's, what's that, uh, um, workout setup that, that used to come on TV? It was like, <laughs> you Bowflex? know, Bowflex, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a, there's this guy at the end of the commercial. He's like, I'm 40 years old and I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. I, that stuck with me. I'm like, okay, when I'm 40 years old, <laughs> yeah, I want to be in the best shape of my life. 20 years later. No, <laughs> you know, up, there's this, it's funny because we were talking about this. I forgot what comedian said this, but he, it was a joke. He was like, you know, when I was 18, I thought I knew it all. Then I yeah. turned 25. Like, all right, I was really stupid when I was 18. Now I know it all. Then I turned 35. I was like, all right, I see how much of a jackass I was yeah. in my 20s. Yeah. And then he's like, in his 40s, you really realize, like, wow, I really don't know much, but I was really stupid back then. Right, right. But once you get really old, like in your 90s, then you really know everything and, and you're, you're, you know, you're smart. 
But then you try to tell people, but no one listens to you because you pee on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. They say the true truth intelligence (laughs) is understanding that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And it it hits at different ages, man. Some people are ahead of their time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in certain ways. And that, and then the ones that are ahead of their time in our age, like, you know, when growing up with them, you see them as weirdos or yeah. fucking, and so it's hard to listen to someone that's preaching this when you're in your, you know. I think that that's why it's necessary for people to kind of get into this earlier in yeah. life, you know what I mean? Because right now, I think where I'm kind of finding success at and where I'm uh, able to kind of hit at and connect with is I'm able to connect in certain demographics that others aren't, like... Tybo dude ain't gonna grab the hood. No, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm 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 not too far from removed from this generation yeah. mm-hmm. to where I can be out here like, yo, you know, what I mean, this is what need to be done, and this yeah. is what we need to do, and you know, I'm not too far removed to where I still speak the language. Yeah, of right this second. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you can still touch a younger generation, yeah. the ones that are eating hot Cheetos, yeah. and, with cheese. But you, you, <laughs> you know, know the, yeah. You know what the crazy part is though, I was like, I, I sometimes I just go to Richmond just to go to Richmond. I don't even tell nobody I'm there. <laughs> Speaking of that, I want to talk about that, man. What's up? Last was it last su- Sunday? Yeah. Uh, we were at. Uh, we were talking about all the free work and all the work you do with the community. Last Sunday, you were just awarded what? Okay, so I, I got honors that. from the city of Richmond. Um, I got honors from Contra Costa County. I got honors from U.S. Congress, and I just picked up something uh, from State Assembly on this past Congratulations. Friday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But if this, this is the one thing, though, I always tell people all the time. Had these two guys that sit next to me not stuck with me through everything that was going on, none of that would have happened. It wouldn't be no go to work. It wouldn't be none of that going on. Yeah. So, you know, I mean – I got to credit these guys just as much as I got to credit myself yeah. because they, they stuck with me through, you know, what, what whatever was going right. on. You know what I mean? We, we stuck together as a team. So I got to always, you know, give respect and honor to those guys. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's, that's yeah. my team. When I take nah. it, I want to take it, I want to take it a little, a step further. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, yeah. I wouldn't have met these two guys who are now helping me do this yeah and if it wasn't for you also back then i wouldn't have started doing comedy again because i stopped for about three years oh that's crazy because i also was going through some shit myself you know i I put on like a hundred pounds more than i was and i was just not feeling funny and then watching you do your show you you were doing what you what you love with your clients and and you were making it happen and i don't know that being around you made me feel like dude you know what let me do this. Let me try this again. Yeah. You know? This is never too late. You was already talented, bro. That That's what... That's I mean, what, I got emotional right now. Jesus nah, Christ. I appreciate it, though. It's, it's one of the days, man. It's, it's one of the days. But that's the one thing that, <laughs> you know, a lot of people coffee. don't really realize is, is like, when you're gifted with something... Yeah. It's your choice on what you do with it. Because right. there's there's less talented people than, than you yeah. that, that be getting on. Right. That's true. But it's because they hustled. 
and yeah. they they never stopped, right? Rap it's, is a great example, and rap is a great example too. It's it's artists that I'd be thinking sometimes like, ah, how you get on, bro? Yeah. But then at the same comedy time, too, comedy. You, yeah, no, straight up, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, how you get on though? But yeah. then at the, at, but I can't knock their hustle no, because no, you yeah. know that they worked their ass off yep. to get to wherever mm-hmm. they was doing, and it's yeah. scary to go do it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, most definitely. Get on stage, and most doing definitely. It, scary. Oh, bro, I know some people who are mega talented singers, whatever. Yeah. I know people who are mega mega talented, ultra talented. But they don't even want to get on stage because they don't think they're good enough to get on stage. And that's a mental thing. Yep. You dig what I'm it's saying? It's all so, in your head. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. being able – okay, so so we go – we can we can bring it back. Like when I first came back here from Georgia, right? Yeah. I didn't even have fitness on my mind Yeah. all the way off top. Like I was just looking to get a job and, and you know what I mean, do whatever. And I was still working out and doing all that stuff. But I was more so looking to get whatever I can get to get a check, right? So me doing what I love to do didn't come till later when I decided, yo, it's now or never. Right. You know what I mean? But you have to take the leap of faith sometimes to be able to get things done. Like, had I not done that, I hit fill up like one night um, when I was in my truck and I was like, yo, man, I need a logo because I got this, you know, I got this thing I want to do. Like as far as fitness, I'm gonna be a personal trainer. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And he he was like, "Yo, I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this." So he gave me like it was first. It was called Nine K Fitness, right? Because the Nine K, because I was a Dragon Ball Z fan, and it was over nine thousand. You feel me? <laughs> so <it> was, <laughs> I love that concept. <laughs> it was over nine thousand, right? So then, um, he had. <laughs> So Phil. yeah, Phil. No, but no, for real. So he had Such sent a me, lovable guy, though. bro. He sent me, he sent me like um, designs of like the nine K yeah. in Dragon Ball colors with like a dude doing the <laughs> Kamehameha, like and all this shit, bro. It was sick, right? Oh, <laughs> no, nah, it was sick though. So, but then I was like, nah, you know, because because yeah. ev- what I was doing was every client that I would that I would uh, do something with. We'd be in the 24th, so I was a little established at this time. So I was going, I had been in the gym doing stuff with people for about a month or two. And I had told everything that they would do, that would be a rep or any any great thing that they would do with they, they sets or anything like that. Afterwards, we'd be, I'd be like, go to work, go to work. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. go, go to work. You know what I mean? And all that. And, I just, and it would just be something I said. Yeah. Like at the end area. And then so, sooner or later, my clients started saying it too, like, go to work, go to work, go to work. So it just stuck. And I was like, you know what? That's it. You know, so I was like, go to work fitness. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just saying it. And then people, it would stick with other people too. And you know, yeah. and then my, and then they'd be corny with it too. They'd be like, ah, oh, they get out, you know, hit the showers, do all that. Then they leave, you know, I gotta go to work. And all that. Like, it's a catchphrase and all that. And so it just stuck. And then that's when I told him I wanted something. The logo had to be like superhero-ish. Yeah. Like something that like Batman, Batman would wear or some shit like that. You On know what I'm saying? Chest. On his chest. Yeah. Exactly. And he came up with that. So had all that not happened, had all these stars not aligned, I wouldn't even got them awards and all these things, all these honors and stuff that right. we got now. Cause they don't want film awards and, you know, done all this stuff. We don't be able to produce shows yeah. and host events and do all this other stuff. But it's all because of how it started and how we stuck together. You know what I mean? So that's and why you guys met back in high school, high school. middle school. Yes, high school. yes. High like school. I always, I always looked at it like, like when they brought me on board, um, we were, we Phil and I were already doing Frosted Mini Theaters, yeah. And like I, I had, I had been in movements before. I had led movements before, and my my mentality is pretty much like, yo, the training. Like I'm not gonna even pretend to know how to train i could probably train somebody else but i'm not but i'm not like but i'm not even going to pretend that i am a personal trainer like but as far as like the personal training is all evan you know what i mean but the show 
is us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That broadcasting, that filming, that editing, that even, you know, like uh, maybe two or three or, uh, percent of the guests and concepts for the show is like us just being a team. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I love know? the show, man. And also what, tell the people listening where they can find it. Oh, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't Go we don't plug fitness. the YouTube enough. Like the Instagram yeah. is popping. It's the popping. Facebook is popping. Please subscribe. Go to WorkFitness.com too. Go on there. Check out the uh, the gear, all that stuff. Got that a new episode going. out. Got a new episode. We just covered the uh, the 2019 We Were in Richmond uh, 5K. Yeah. Well, moving forward for our future, which was crazy. I got to host that. That was yeah. my second, my second time hosting Talk about that, that event. Man. What, oh, what, man. You're gonna be doing? You're gonna be keep hosting the show from now on. So or? what they wanted? What they, I was just at the uh, Soulful Softball Sunday. Yeah. And they, they were there. Yeah. They were basically talking about oh, you got to do that for as ever long as you want to do. Like they want me to yeah. do it for as ever long as I want to. Yeah. I'm talking. About, I'll do it every year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just one of those things to where it's like I see I see the vision. Like I see where. I see where we can go and I right. see what the what the what the accomplishments we can have like that that event is going to get bigger like yeah. year by week, but year by year I already see it I already see it like and I already know what effect it's going to have it's going to have people getting ready training and eating better and doing things like that to, in preparation for this and in that way that's that's great and then we can start to you know instill that in them for year round you know, to where they getting eating healthier and doing stuff like that. Yeah. And this could be just one of those events, you know yeah. what I mean? So I really, I really feel strongly about that. Um, I love the event. I love the folk, the, the folks who, uh, organize it anyway. I think that, you know, Anselmo, he has his heart in the right place. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as what he want to do for the youth in Richmond. Yeah. Same thing with Victor. Um, you know, in that whole organization, they just, I see what they want to do. I wish that the city, you know what I mean? And the officials will have more involvement in it because oh, they don't <clears throat> No, a lot wow. of the stuff that, and that's, 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 that's what I, I don't like yeah. about what's going on right now is that the city is, we got Dimlish Johnson and guys like that. That's coming up. You know what I mean? And, and, and young guys like that's coming up, but it's Shout still out to Melvin. Yes. Who's, who's and Melvin Willis and guys and like Diego. that, you know, and, and, and straight up, we got some good young blood in there, but it's still so archaic. It's still so outdated. Yeah, and you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They don't a lot. And a lot of those people who are in the higher echelons. They don't know what the people need right now. Right. Yeah. I'm a lot. And I'm not even trying to be vicious and mean and nothing like that, no, but yeah. I'm waiting for a lot of these guys to die out. So the new blood can come in, you know what I mean? Because it's not, it's not going to change until then, bro. Like, people, and, not, and not just in, in politics, being, no, in general, yeah. in general, in general, like yeah. the way things is, bro, is we're the young people, us right here, yeah. this, this generation right here, we're the ones that's going to inherit this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we should want the best type of situation because guess what? What we get is what we get to work with for the generation that's coming after yeah. us, our kids and, and their kids and all that. So if we're inheriting a shitty situation in general, in Richmond and beyond, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a good look. That's why so many people are trying to leave. And it's crazy because they talk yeah. about leaving. You can't afford to leave. Where are you gonna go? Stockton. Stockton. And they all they gonna do is win but see this this is the same thing that SAC do, every yeah. other city do, Antioch and all these other places. They lower their prices yeah. so they can get other people out of certain areas yeah. and make it cheaper, you know what I mean, make it easier. And then guess what? When they get overrun over there and the and the stuff gets overrun over there, they're gonna jack the prices up. Like Antioch. And yeah, yep, like Antioch. And they're going to get you out of there. 
Because remember in Antioch in like 2008, everybody moved over there. Yeah. And then the fucking prices Guess what? Up, now you can't stay. Everybody now you, lost their house. Yeah. Now you can't afford to stay over there no yeah. more. What I'm telling people is, is like stuff like these events and all these things, I feel like it instills a certain amount of knowledge and pride in this city yeah. where we need to talk about how we can own property here. How we can start yeah. to build up and really get this going to where we own our property. We don't need to be rent. Like the thing about it is, we so used to renting yeah. and doing all that. They don't, they never taught us how to buy, and they never taught us any of that stuff, right? So it's easy to run us out. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm yeah. saying? It's easy to run us out. Yeah. So, so you in, know, in five years, yeah. We we need to run for spots on city council. I agree, but and that's something I might look in. That's something yeah, I might that's what I was thinking. Or, yeah, or, or the mayoral, you. like you as mayor and me as vice mayor. Twenty twenty four, whatever. I just feel like change is needed. Both man. the go to work yeah. ticket, man. No, I just feel like it's, it's needed, bro, because people. Because you're understand. very involved in that. I mean, yeah. I I don't know much about you know. I mean, I just started the, getting involved. Like you started getting involved I, like, recently. My main thing was is that you interviewed Melvin recently too, right? Yeah, you know what? People like that kind of made me interested. Yeah, more so. he's young. I remember seeing them in high school. Yeah, and I used to always think that it would just be the older guys who would get the opportunity. Right. And I don't want to be. And I don't want to be that guy. Like I don't. No disrespect. With whatever. Like, but no disrespect. But I don't want to be that. Al Sharpton or that or that Jesse Jackson who's so old that they out of touch right. that all they can do is go ambulance chase something yeah. and that's the only way that you could talk to this younger generation and get the younger generation behind you. No, nah, I want to be out there with them so they already know. Hey, he got our interests at heart, yeah. and he, you know, what I mean, and he know what he talking about. So that that's the difference. I know that's what we need because half these guys don't even know the issues. Yeah. Half these, and you know why they don't know the issues? Because they're not in our tax bracket, and they never were. Yeah, you I, get I, what I'm saying? Because I mean, you, you only see them they, at like those crises. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and they are well-intentioned individuals. Like shout Some out to of them. shout out to Jesse yeah. Jackson, who I met like earlier this year. Like you know, I, I believe that everybody has their time of public service, mm-hmm. and there's a certain point where you, even with your best intentions and all the the editorials you write or whatever, like. You know, you can only see because let's let's not forget these guys came from the bottom too. I yeah. get that. You know what I mean. Yeah. But once you get to a certain degree of success and money, and you have so many books written, you tend to lose. Even the best of people lose touch. Like even yeah. somebody that's true, and- like Jimmy Carter, who and I love Jimmy Carter as a former president because the man builds houses, Habitat for Humanity. Shout out to that Homeless, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even he's still like kind of several clicks above the common man. Younger. Still doing better than George Bush, who's just painting paintings in his off hours. <laughs> he's just like, whatever, I'm painting beautiful pictures. You know, you know the it's thing. Too that, bad he can't read, though. It's like a shame. political figures, though. Like, you know, we talk about them a lot. And, you know, and I mean, that's how I think of those guys, political figures. Mm. In a way, dude, they're. they're they're still celebrities and yeah. like a celebrity gets all this extra special treatment, except they can make certain changes that affect everyone. And was, you know, I don't know. I, I think we got us. That's how I see political figures. I see them as celebrities, man. Yeah. And you know how celebrities get all this extra special treatment. And mm-hmm. that's why you see them, you, you know, like all the stories you hear about, you know, like for example, Al Sharpton or all these yeah. other people like about them asking for money at certain events, you know, 
if you just see them as celebrities, kind of doesn't make it seem as like I don't know it's expected. I don't know, but, it's but about, that's what you got to be connected to the people, like you're saying. That's what I was about to say. It's about your intentions, yeah. and the whole thing, because yeah. a lot of these guys, I can respect a lot of the stuff that Jesse did. I oh yeah, most sure. definitely. But then at the same time, a lot of these guys, you know, they. A lot of them, they, they hang on longer yeah. than they need to. Yeah. I, half these guys need to pass the torch and move forward, right? And and support the the, the youth, yeah. and yeah. don't try to and don't try to assimilate them. Mm-hmm. Try to like literally back what's going on right this second. Yeah, right, stop right. Hulk Hoganing this. Shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because what yeah. they a lot That's of the time, no, no, a lot of the time, yeah. what they try to do is they try to ride the wave and then keep themselves relevant at the same time, which yeah. dilutes your message anyway. Because right, because yeah. now you're part of the you're part of the circus. Like if you put Al Sharpton out there to speak, half the half the time, even black people roll their eyes. Yeah, because really? we be like, oh, just you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. fucking Al Sharpton, because he's been in every every single tragedy that's ever happened to black yeah. people. Here he come. And, but I don't see him doing nothing. But that's what I'm saying. I see him doing certain other things. But it's it's stories going around. Oh. But the at mm. the end of the day, mm. what I want to say is is that we can't even put our stock into people like that. We have to like hold these local people, yeah. these local leaders and stuff like that accountable mm-hmm. because that's what affects us in the community off top. This federal stuff and all that stuff, yeah, that happens over you know, overall to the US. I'm talking about, you know, your district. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what district you live in? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and do you know the, the certain things that go on there and and what you can and can't do? Or or what about half the time? The city streets in, uh, in Richmond are shitty as hell, and your tires go out, and you pay an extra shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We need we need road repairs. We need things like that to you know to make our city and better. The taxes still go up, and the taxes still. But you're paying. But you're paying, but you're paying like yeah. the, like all this stuff is good. Yep. And they haven't. Yeah, that's not cool. You get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That's, yeah. So it's just about Amazing. knowing what, where you're at and knowing what's going on and holding the people that's locally here responsible because that's those are the people that's getting over on us. Every a once lot. in a while, I'll look at the Everybody's Richmond page. Yeah, and it's like a big mess of things that people are arguing about. Yeah, I feel like yeah, like you said, you should be more involved because I see mm-hmm. what. You know, supposedly they talk about what they're spending certain money on, and it's like, all right, this isn't helping the community. This yeah. is. I wonder how much of it is just like squandering and mismanagement. Oh man, well, like, that's why I was saying it's it's archaic. Yeah, you know you what I mean. Have, you have a lot of people. <laughs> it's, it's hella it's hella old. Like if you live in Richmond, you can you can try, uh, commute to work in San Francisco or whatever. Yeah. Like because you you drive yeah. around Antioch, like the streets are a lot you know a lot, a lot nicer in Antioch, and it's not a nice city or anything. But I remember yeah. I brought a few. Um, um, comedians here uh not comedians um actors one time mm-hmm. to do a show here and they got they were like shocked at the the poor quality of well you brought them where to richmond to uh to ccc oh okay, yeah. 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 yeah um and yeah they were shocked at the how the city looks however you know there's like grass growing on the sidewalk yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah like it's, 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 it's actually nice here yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way that, that that antioch has more revenue than than richmond like right. you can't richmond's yeah. at, at, at the center of like you know it's where lot. it's going to though you know what i'm saying yeah. and how like you said how it's managed mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they doing a lot of them programs ain't even beneficial no more you know, and they—I I remember they were cutting school programs, like you know, little after-school programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like for what? So, do you want these little dudes out here causing chaos mm-hmm. and doing all that other stuff? 
like is it really about the dollar because where's where's my money really going because I, I we need those yeah I, you know what i'm saying stuff like that it just it, it's crazy you were yeah. I, I i was on the brunt end of this back in 2013 like i, I was working my my first long time job was with the ymca after school program Shout out to Bianca Lachaud, who does a lot of good health work in the community. Uh, my former supervisor, supervisor. Um, but basically, like, our program was operating under the 20th Century Grant, which was a, a bunch of federal funds thrown at after-school programs to, you know, help these kids out. Tutoring, uh, sports, uh, other recreational things, you name it, clubs, whatever. There is, like, money for that. And so every five years, you got to reapply for your grant to re-up. Right. Well, for some reason, the feds decided that it wasn't worthwhile to continue high school after school programs in our area. As a matter of fact, uh, to my understanding, in the Bay Area at large, the only high school to get re-up for their grant was, oddly enough, Antioch. But everybody else, like if you weren't in elementary school, you were cooked. So I was out of a job. And the kids, more importantly, were out of services that they desperately needed, you know? So, like, eh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but but I, I don't know who makes these, like, ultimate decisions. I don't know who, if it's some bureaucrat in their office just reviewing it or if it's, like, some federal, if it's, like, a, a you know, if it's a senator or if it's a committee. Mm. But, uh you know, at that point, we should have been able to turn to some sort of local community Richmond based resource. OK, the feds turn their back on us. What do we have here? And my boss, Miss Bianca, she tried. She reached out to the school district. They were like, well, we might have a little bit of money stashed on the side. I'm not going to say where that came from because I work for the district now. Right. Uh, you know, everything we do in the WCCUSD is completely above board. That is my official statement. Anyway, so, but like, we were looking for possibly a GoFundMe. Like, what private organizations could fund this? And nobody was interested, which meant they could have fallen on the community to like raise this money up. And it's like, that's a perfect example of a local problem that was fed by the feds that when the feds couldn't do it, let's build local contingencies. Let's build local solutions. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, Speaking of school, like we were just talking about, um, I mean, if you grew up eating bad foods at the house and then the things you didn't learn school health wise, have you looked into like doing like after school programs to talk about healthy living with uh, in this like. So I know you do work with. I, I'm sorry. I, mean, I know you do work recently. You did something with with some young people, right? Okay. Yeah. So I was uh, I've been able to do some things with some nonprofits and stuff lately. Uh, Project Zini. Mm. Is a um is a company that a friend of mine, Michael Fu, uh, in San Francisco, he has started. Um, he's kind of on the entre- entrepreneurial path. He left the job that he had, which was a great job yeah. at the San Francisco Success Centers, um, mm. and he wanted to do something that would give you know youth yeah. eighteen to like twenty four the opportunity to work with high end professionals in different, uh, different genres of things. So the, he's hooked, uh, you know, some youngsters up with high end chefs and they gave them demos on cooking. And, you know, sometimes you go with another athlete and do whatever they do or, you know, just different places yeah. and, and learning different things, different, different things. And so I was able to 
take them to Golden Gate Park and, you know, teach them about, you know, tell them a lot of things that I was able to say today, but not not as in-depth. Right, just, yeah, you yeah. know, giving them a, um, an overview of like, hey, I came from this. You know, I was I was heavier. I was this. I got myself into fitness and, and changed my life, you know, started my own business. And if I can do it, and I'm from, you know, I'm a young dude from Richmond. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm no, I'm no better. And that's why I say it's better for me, like, to be able to do stuff like that because I'm not too far removed yeah. from them. So it's not like I'm just some old dude saying this. And it's like, yeah, but you had so much time to do what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm still, I'm not that much older than y'all. I'm just telling you, like, I've been there. Right. I've done that. So it's just like, it, it, it hits, it hits better. And so through those kind of things that I, that I'm doing with Project Zini, which that was like a pilot for them and they're going to do more. So I'll be doing more stuff with them. Um, through them, I'll be doing some stuff with the California uh, Conservation Corps. Nice. With coming up, so we're trying to still kind of you know negotiating on that. But um, <clears throat> you know, and and being able to do these events and stuff like that, I do want to be able to kind of do something for the youth, maybe after school or something like yeah. that, and, and develop something because I do feel like it's um, it's needed. Yeah. Especially in the areas that we in, right? Yeah. Because. Yeah. I could go probably, I used to, like I said, I used to live in different areas, Berkeley, San Leandro and stuff, just when I was a kid, right? And you have exposure to all these different knowledges. And, you know, my godmom, who's a Caucasian, who's white, you know what I'm saying? She she raised me for some years, too. And when I was with her, she, fruits, veggies, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? When I'm, when I'm in Richmond, chicken. Fries and all this shit, you know what I'm saying? Cheez Its and, and hot Cheetos and all that good shit. So, you know what I mean? I didn't understand. I didn't understand it yeah. until later. Right. But it's like your exposure to different things, you know, has to do with how you, you know, sometimes it has to do with where you brought up and how That's, you was yeah, brought no, up. Yeah. yeah. You know. And so I think that being able to talk to the youth and showing them a different way and a, and a different outcome, I think that's a, a, a powerful thing. And I think I, I think I like, I like being fun and humorous enough to where i can pull it off you I, know what i'm saying i speaking of fun i wanted yeah. to bring this up what's up now on top of all this stuff you're doing you you know getting all these awards and you're doing your client you're doing you're working with your clients you're you know and now you got into professional wrestling like yeah. oh fuck do you make time for all this man <laughs> I, got, I got my btw hoodie on right now nice like, got the big ass ring on the back talk about that because i know you just you, it's not <laughs> common for someone to get into like something like that at a, at, at a later age, or is it? I don't know because every, every time I hear about it, like somebody they, they started when they're like what? super young, yeah, like, yeah, like okay. boxing. I know they start after like you know ten, eleven. Yeah. I know you guys used to do some like backyard right wrestling back so that's, in the days. So my thing with wrestling, I got a connection with wrestling that's like lifelong. Yeah, I, I told people I didn't know uh, who my father like. I know who my father was. Mm -hmm. I seen him a couple times, but I don't know him like that. But yeah. one of the, and I don't have a lot of memories with him. But one of the first memories I had was him sitting me in front of a TV, mm -hmm. and I was watching Saturday Night's main event. And I told this to uh, Bret Hart the other day when I met him. Oh shoot! Um, I was telling him he was the first person I watched wrestle because wow. I watched the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying that was the first one of the first things I remember watching. So I told that to Brett the other day and he was like, Wow, you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. But that's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, too. no, it's crazy that I even got to meet him. He's you know it's crazy. People yeah. talk crazy about him and all that. But he's a cool ass dude. Yeah. Like he's a cool ass dude. Oh yeah. Like yeah, for yeah. real, for real. That's a cool dude. Like people can say whatever they want to say about him. But when when I meet you, yeah, and, and you can give me like 
some cool energy, bro. Yeah. Like I already know that that's who he is, and that's I, how it I, is. I figured I, that's the case with a lot of them because you're having a bad day, and and hundred people are trying to come yeah, up to you and talk to you. you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I heard this story. Like a, you know how YouTubers talk. His YouTube cat was talking about his favorite wrestlers were Bret Hart and and like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But like he used to watch most of their tapes. Like he had VHS tapes, like Me rented from Blockbuster. He didn't mm. watch it on a regular. So he met Bret Hart, and he explained to Bret Hart when he was little. I think he might have been in first grade or something like that, second grade. Right. Um, and he was like, yo, I'm so happy that I met you. You're on my list of top wrestlers I want to meet. Next, I want to meet Shawn Michaels. And this was like after the screw job. So then like Bret, Bret Hart, fl- he was like, well, when you do meet him, give him this. And then he flipped the little kid the bird. <laughs> but he was going through a dark place. You know, it was still fresh. Yeah. It was still fresh. But I'm just like, man, that kid was like, I was mortified. Like, he was my hero. He flipped me off. Man, you know I thought that was awesome. That's awesome. That was awesome. Like, soft man, ass you, kid. Yeah, that was soft, yeah. man. I would have been like, hey, Sean, this is what Brett told me to give yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have made sure yeah, I seen Sean then. This is what Brett told me to give you, man. Yeah. Like, nah, you know what's crazy, though? Like, Why you flipped me off? Nah, it's just wild that even in the, the beginning of my life bro wrestling was a big part of what i was doing yeah. right and i was a fan from elementary school when the attitude era was popping off and they had like steve austin yeah, and the, the rock, rock and the undertaker kane, kane and all that when kane was raw as hell when he first yeah. came out with the mask and he and was he just that door yeah and he yeah. ripped off the door and beat up the undertaker when yeah. he set the casket up man kane was those raw. are the best times for i mean wrestling I, to yeah me, those for me those wrestling yeah times. every i think right now yeah there are better athletes in wrestling, like right in this era right now, for sure. Like the the things they can do, yeah, are far superior. But as far as storytelling, Story. as far as personalities, and as far as just the overall movement and how everything kind of flows, there was none like the Attitude Era, man. Yeah. Like that was probably the best era ever, like for that. Story wise, yeah. Even the guys who didn't mean much, like yeah. they were on the lower card, they yeah. were doing something. Like the guys that were mid card back then, like, yeah, the, were, were great. Like I remember the yeah, Brood. The yeah, Brood wasn't yeah. even the main main card guys, right? No, but they and were those awesome. Were some of my favorites, yeah, yeah but yeah. they were awesome. Now, now for me, you know, the, this emphasis on like more technical wrestlers, more grappler guys, more more like. Uh, a cruiserweighty, th- like throw your body around the room, so, you know, like that's up my alley because during the Attitude Era, like a large portion of um, uh, of my fandom came from WCW, and like I was idolizing guys like Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero, yeah. and you know these workhorses, and yeah. and even to a certain extent, Rick, like Ric Flair was always my favorite of like the Ric Flair Hogan thing because. You know, really? Rick's Rick's thing was like the figure four. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it was make you tap. Rick Rick could still, even though he was older, could still do that thing where you kick him out of the ring and then he would slip <laughs> and land on, on the apron and land right on his feet. Woo! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was the type of stuff I liked. So I remember when I moved out here, like because I you know I grew up in Arkansas, I moved out here, I didn't have cable, and one of the first things I asked my mom was like, "Well, what what channels do you have?" And then she was like, oh, we have about 
11 or 12 i was like is there wrestling because i'm just yeah yeah there's wrestling and i was like oh there's hope and i was like <laughs> so i was like okay so we're gonna get so along <laughs> monday or thursday what she's like thursday because you know smackdown was running upn yeah and i was just like okay so who comes out and she's like well there's, there's an older guy oh older guy okay and what's the older guy like and then she described the older guy to me it was like it was vincent man oh that show yeah so then like like i learned to love the wwe i learned a, a, a whole different side of the game it was like the rock is hilarious and, and you know but that still. was yeah dude i remember well like 40 percent of the show was all mike yeah like someone on the mic yeah yeah, yeah. it was a and lot of story that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I i can connect do the connection of that to boxing because i remember back in those days Boxing was all dudes throwing haymakers, like uh, yeah. you know, and now it's really technical. Really technical, but people see, watching their heads and shit. Yeah. back then in wrestling, the chairs are. Do they still do chairs now? I haven't. Really- they did something at the the last thing for AEW, which is like the new, basically like a all elite wrestling is like the new WCW in a way, just because oh. it, it has that competition aspect with WWE. So they okay. had a, they had a thing where Cody Rhodes, who is dusty rose the american dream son yeah he had taken a chair shot straight to the head right and like got his whole shit busted open like his the whole back of his head was like gushing and so that was the first time we seen a chair shot to the head in hell of long really yeah so it was interesting like for me wrestling is like it's it's in the it's in the midst of like another hot hot season like it's gonna be it has the opportunity to be just as big as it was now that wwe has competition yeah because then you have more you have more opportunities to catch something on on a network tv level my aunt like i said is the uh head secretary for turner broadcasting Mm -hmm. right tnt tbs and all this yeah and she hit me up and she never really cared for wrestling she knew i was a huge fan so she'd hook me up with stuff and everything but she's over here talking to me about all elite and all these other things. So it's gotten people to a point to where it's like, okay, they're interested in this stuff yeah. now because it's coming back. And I think it was just better when there was competition. Like WWE, I think the problem with them right this second is is that if you've had no competition yeah. for like 10, 15 years, you're, you can afford to just cruise right. and, and just go on cruise control because you know there's no competition. You could have someone like Roman Reigns. Be yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, you could just shove people. Th- because you know what, though? That just goes back to, like, the problem with with society a lot of the time yeah. is because you got these big corporations that have been spooling feeding you something for so long that when you're saying, hey, I want something different, they'd be like, nah, keep this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep feeding you this. Mediocrity. Yeah, and then sooner or later, people are just going to be like, I'm tired of it. If, if Vince McMahon and them listen, and the WWE listen to their fans, yeah. and they, they really treat their wrestlers like all the way raw like mm-hmm. they're supposed to be, there would be no All Elite Wrestling. Right. There yeah. wouldn't even be an All Elite Wrestling right now because All Elite Wrestling started with Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes, a couple of years ago, was signed to WWE. Yeah. He just didn't want to do a certain gimmick yeah. that um, was a Stardust, I think. That's yeah. Golda's brother, right? Yeah. yeah. And so he didn't want to do that gimmick no more. He just wanted to be Cody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and they, oh, didn't yeah, want, yeah. they didn't want him to do that, yeah. so he left. And then so after a couple of years, now he's the executive vice president of, yeah. of All Elite Wrestling with Tony Khan and them. And if had they just done the right things, yep. this is karma. How, yeah, this, how new this, is AEW? Like, it just started. So because they had a big event this like, weekend, no? Yeah, 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 that was all out, right? So they they're about like 
a year, uh, not even a year. This is a months old company. They had All In, which was like their first event event. Yeah. Probably like last year. Okay. And like they didn't really talk about having the whole federation right. until probably a few months ago. So this thing is like probably six months old and it's already selling out arenas. Heat. Heat. Really? Like selling, like WWE to, to my knowledge has to ta- tarp off some of the arena yeah. spots sometimes because people won't, you know, fill up. WCW used to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> AEW was selling out legit like that all out thing and the, and the, fa- the past couple of things that they've done yeah. all sold out. And they about to go to TNT and start weekly Damn. TV in October. So that's just a place for more wrestlers to go. And, and I know they got better. Like, I don't know about better because I'm not. I mean, I know a little bit about wrestling. But mm-hmm. what was that other one? Impact? Are they still a thing? TNA. TNA. TNA Impact. O- only it's, on a technicality. On a technicality. Yeah. Are they still okay. a thing? They're barely still. They're, they're, they're right. limping. On top of that, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're I, like they're the things. ECW yeah. of the three if ECW really sucked. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then uh, speaking of ECW and th- other things, you gonna give me Peter? <laughs> on top, uh, you're, we're not gonna get him signed to it. Yeah, right no, no, no. But I ain't going aside, aside from, aside from, uh, you don't want to be on Impact? No, I don't. Before, before <laughs> Bring like, the honor, nigga. all these other other there ones coming is. up, the local, like the the independent local scene has been growing. Oh, that's I mean, booming, dude. That's I've booming. I've heard about Hood Slam. I've heard yeah. about. All these other ones, the lucha yeah, stuff Revolution happening, and, and then places, what, yeah. what are you part of right now? You so know? big time wrestling. I got my start at Pro Wrestling Revolution, which is all lucha libre and stuff like that. So, I, and that was last <laughs> year. Yeah, let me see the mask right there. So I was I was there till probably April of this year. Yeah. Then I started at BTW not too soon after that. So I've been over there for the past four. What made you get back into wrestling? Because I know you did the. I saw videos. I, they were we were hanging out with these guys of you drop kicking people and and choking people. Oh, out I wasn't and, even capable of a dropkick. Well, <laughs> no, I was. It was. I don't know what to call it, but I just saw some some intense moves yeah. at a park somewhere. Yeah. Like, what so, made you get back into it? Because you're feeling better physically now, or is it just because you? That's your dream. Like, is that something you want to? I think be? it's a bit of both. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. So. I, you know, when you want to do something, it's yeah. probably like you in comedy. Like when you, even when you working or you doing something, you can still probably think of jokes. You still, even in the midst of your shift, you still probably thinking of jokes. It's a disease. Of, it's yeah, a disease. Oh my God. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that no matter, like you said, even up until you know recently, you didn't mm-hmm. really see yourself doing it like that. Yeah. But I can still guarantee that you was probably thinking back in the back of your head, you had thoughts about it. Yeah. And oh so, yeah. It's the same thing with me. Like, I didn't think that it was going to be possible for me because, number one, I was overweight, right? Yeah. And I didn't really think I was going to be able to do all that. Even by standards when I was doing stuff in backyard wrestling, right. I was overweight. At the t- I was overweight, like, in my mid-20s. Like, I wasn't overweight when I was doing, like, backyard wrestling, right? Yeah. I was in decent shape. Now I'm in better shape than, than in both of those stages. So I was more confident. And then I started to kind of see what was out there yeah. in wrestling and in the beginning stages, like in the indies, like you say. Yeah. And, and to some degree, they got some great athletes there. And then some people I'm not really impressed with. So right. I was like, oh, hell, if they can do that shit, I don't really see a reason why I can't, right? So right. then I was just like, okay. Let me stop saying why I can't do something and, and tell myself because I don't believe now that there's anything that I can't do because yeah. I, everything I wanted to do, I did it already. You know what I mean? This is probably like one of the last things that I really wanted to do that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. And then when I look at it and I'm like, okay, 
the training's hard as hell. Yeah. The, like, it's not as, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination at all, bro. Like, that on top of what you already do, it's yeah, gonna be hard. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, it, my body already be racked from just doing training and stuff like that, right? From keeping myself together, keeping my clients together and all that. Then you add in the bumps and bruises and everything that you got going on, you know, in the ring. With a ring, a lot of people think it's like soft and fluffy. It's not. So you got the four corners which are you know the ring posts turnbuckles and all that stuff right that keeps everything stable on the bottom of everything is like are like um steel rods those are the first things that go to keep the ring connected like all four sides on top of the steel rods you put on some wooden uh wooden boards you dig what i'm saying so that's the other thing that keeps everything together on top of the wooden boards you put on a thin a very thin ass layer mat what you would do yoga on yeah that's how thin that mat is so that yeah on top of the wood and it's right on top of the wood ouch right and so (laughs) and so then they put the canvas on and then they stretch it hella tight and then the ropes yeah and then the ropes so then and the ropes aren't even ropes they're cable (laughs) like that's outside hella tight together and wrapped in like tape that's why you get the like white ropes black ropes and all that type of stuff or or water hose and some feds got the nerve to put like freaking barbed wire around yeah but so if you're not hitting the ropes right or anything like that my that was my first thing like when i was first there the first couple times when i hit the ropes wrong man my back was all blood like had the blood bruises and everything bro like i hadn't got all that type of stuff happened to me man so jesus the, the and then on top of bruises. that you get off and then you gotta come train me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, it, it be them days though it's just yeah. like if you if you care about something that's the one thing it was like i wanted to do it you're having fun i'm having fun but then when i i wanted to do it but then when i started to do the moves and do things like that and start to really roll around and i was like hey i really like this shit this is really cool like i I, and i started to really love it yeah and so it's just one of those things you know um and being able to do lucha and then being able to kind of do a little bit more of the american style too and seeing what the differences are because like the way btw trains or you know the way big time wrestling trains is totally different from the way revolution trains yeah and it is it's two totally different things and the way that they do things the way that um even the demeanor Mm -hmm. both in both federations a little different you know uh, i say big time is a little more kind of relaxed than than revolution is but revolution has like so many things going on like events and all that stuff going on that they got to kind of be a tight ship anyway yeah you dig what i'm saying so nothing wrong with either one like i like i said big time just brought in bret hart and a whole bunch of other people from like new japan impact and all these other places so both are like really big entities out in the bay it's just two totally different ways to do it. So I think got a taste of both ways. When do we expect to see you, uh, your first match? Somewhere in the next few months. Nice, right? nice. Because when I was, I was talking to Scotty, like, I got some things to work on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm doing good, man. Yeah. Like, and I feel confident. You know what I'm saying? I feel confident in what I'm doing right now and, and how I'm moving and just in general. Like, I really do enjoy the the wrestling like situation yeah, like, I'm yeah cutting promos and that's probably like the strongest suit of mine because i'm athletic and all that stuff yeah. but i can talk yeah, like, yeah and i can like i can you know what i mean i can really convey whatever i want in in audio form you know what i'm saying i can really get people's attention and i got something to say you know yeah. and, and a lot of what i'm talking about right now is is resonating with a lot of folks like just in general because yeah. i'm not even talking no cartoony shit that you know what i mean people don't get no nah, we cut I'm, a promo together yeah, yeah, and, yeah and it's yeah. like 
I'm just that I'm I'm the same guy I am, just turned on like to probably a hundred. You know what I mean with the with the wrestling situation. Are, are you familiar with um my my wrestling knowledge is very limited, but are you familiar with um cosplay wrestling federation? No. So they they perform it at these cons at like Sack Anime and uh Fanime. Uh-huh. Um I thought I hated wrestling right but seeing it live is is, is way, it's totally different yeah it's yeah. totally different you know and that's what got me back into it too was when wrestlemania came out here like a few years back oh yeah i went to uh king of indies like it was at 2014 2015 and just got back and now it's an independent uh show ran by gabe who runs revolution yeah. so that was my first taste of what he was doing and it was it was dope, man. Like and it got me all the way back in the wrestling because I was like, of course, WrestleMania is there. Yeah, you right, don't go yeah. for that. Yeah. But just being able to see what people are doing and what's out there, like not WWE ish, it was like, okay, I need to I need to check this out. Yeah, you Fresh. know what I mean. I need to check it out. It yeah. was it was athletic. It was competitive. It was just it was it was dope. And then even when you when you go to different other places that have different themes of wrestling, like some stuff is more comedic, some stuff is more yeah. hardcore where they throw in flaming shit. Slam. At them. I heard hood you know slam is super violent. Yeah, there's yeah. places like that, yeah. but it's something for everybody. Right. There's you could if if you're a wrestling fan, you could find stuff. You could find a niche, and that's why I like wrestling a lot because you could find that place. Well, bro, man, I'm really happy we had you come out here. Um, I hope we have you out again. Yeah, of course. And maybe even co-host some of this sometimes. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all with I'm, it. I know you're all with it. Yeah. We're just out of time, man. But uh, it's been great having you on. You got any closing thoughts Any you, where people can find you online and uh, where can watch your stuff? Yeah, so you can uh, check out all the shows and everything at gotoworkfitness.com. Uh, the gear is there. Shows are there. We need yeah. to go to work fitness flag somewhere here. Somewhere around here, man. Like we gotta get the start filling out. this place up. Yeah, man. So that you could get that. Um, the new episode, like I said, with the We Run Richmond 5K is out. So check that out. You can check out Go to Work Fitness on YouTube. Um, then you can get in touch with me on Instagram at Go to Work Fitness. Evan LG Francis on Facebook. Um, and you know, just different things, man. We're we're doing a whole bunch. We're moving out of, outside of just. Rich City Talent Showcase. Yeah, Rich City Talent Showcase coming soon. We can't forget forget about that, man. Hell no. That was fun. So so, everyone here was there. That was a fun thing. We got got like a minute. Do we got one minute? How much we got time? time? So check this out, man. The Rich City, before we even get into (laughs) that. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. We almost forgot about it. We got to have a whole episode on this. Because everything else that we talked about, I'm glad some of the stuff I haven't heard. Yeah. But, man, yeah, that was a big night. Night, dude so you know what on part like that that showcase and everything is on par with on par with any award i've won or anything like that just because of what we was able to accomplish because cheers to that like, man because yeah, that was straight that up was big that was a big night for straight up, cheers and that. that had nothing to do with like with like um you know officials it yeah. was all us yeah artists coming together straight up and that's what that's why i was proud because it's like you know what you know it's crazy like you were saying earlier, people don't expect nothing out of us, man. Like, with, you know, the people are surprised that they seen grass coming out the ground and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, <laughs> so it's crazy, right? Like people Things grow here. Yeah, three, yeah, no, but then, then from there, right? If you if you take a, a deeper look into that, that psyche, that that just means people don't expect much to come out of here. Yeah. But we got so many talented people and and, and people who are who are capable of doing great things out here yeah. they just need a place they just need a platform they just need a a, 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 a spot. stage yeah and that's it yeah. and when and when you're able to do that 
bro, you can damn near accomplish some crazy things. Like that showcase was insane from from the films to the comedians. Shout out to Bridge for allowing that. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Yeah. Like for real, Bridge Art and Storage Bridge space. Storage I got a lot space. of love for them. Yep. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm glad we ran into that place. To, we went yeah. together. When we yeah. did that film. Yep. Uh, oh, you you were there. Yep. Yeah. Straight up. Shout out to Iris and, and Jeff and the Jeff. whole and the yeah. whole spot, man, because. They they opened it up yeah. and they they really made it affordable and they made us able to do something dope you know for the community and bring people together and the cool thing is is that now a lot of people a lot of dope people know about that yep. spot you know what I mean so this is, it can be a hub for people now I mean, when you got the date for the next show October twentieth October twentieth so that's that's the next thing man so we just gotta continue and then from there. We're gonna try to do this thing bi monthly. So every nice. two months we're gonna we gonna give you all a showcase, assemble a lineup that's worthy of a a great show because what I figure is the first one, that that was the established thing. Yeah. Like we, we got to get the cameras on, we got to, you know, and now we're gonna show people like, yo, this is why you should come here. This is a scene builder, this is this is something that's gonna I really feel like if we really run with it and everybody gets involved like they wanna get involved. I feel like this is going to be a show for us, by us, and, and everybody's going to prosper. Right and, on. And that's that's the vision. That's the vision I got for Richmond in general, bro. Like from from events to to how we eat and how we view ourselves, how we view each other. I don't care about race. Like the whole thing is like it's not a black town. It's not a, a Latino town. It's not a white town. That town, like it's it's a minority like rural town. But we're so like equal in black and Latino influence right this second that us unifying and and seeing what our our commonalities are is the best thing for us you know what i'm saying yeah. so for for you know because we're all the same anyway so for you know african americans and, and latinos of all you know all different nationalities for them to be able to come in and have a spot for them to be like yo i can display myself and it's not you know it's not that not that deep and i don't have to go through hoops to do yeah. it because that's the main thing you gotta go outside of your city. You gotta go outside of Richmond most of the time yeah. to get something done. Mm -hmm. We can make we can help change that. And that's why I like about you know that they won't like me to do the shows there. My my shows there because uh, it 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 took. I mean, it's cool to go to the city and and go sightseeing. Yeah. But when you start you know like when you go to a club or whatever out there to watch comedy, like you know the tickets are expensive. Yep. Parking is expensive, yep. and you know that's why I like to bring here so yeah. the people bring that experience here. Which you guys covered on one of your episodes too. Yeah, it's coming, and that's why I say it's it's, it's crazy. Because where else can you get top notch comedy followed by great films, great short films followed by like martial arts demonstration yeah. followed by music. music, and all of it be good, and you don't have a fall off or a drop off there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everybody's from the same like everybody's from that area, yeah, or you know around the area. Like it's it's some dope and it's, it's big. different. It's yeah. gonna get bigger. Yeah, and I can't wait for the episode to drop. Oh so yeah, yeah, that's, right that's on, gonna, man. I, I feel I, like that's I, gonna change the game. Yeah. It was a guest that's host. Change the game. I guess hosted that day. I ain't even seen what you did. I, yet. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid of seeing how that looks. Like. I don't even I ain't even seen what you did yet, man. I'm like, man. <laughs> I was. That's why I was thinking about it. I was like the uh, yesterday when you had sent me the uh, well, it was Saturday I think, but you had sent me the episode for the 5K. I was like, the talent showcase is next. I was like, I was thinking about. 
I wonder what I did on that one, right? Like, I wonder how I, I was like, I didn't do the intro. Yeah. Yeah, none of that shit. I you did. did. So I was I'm like, a, I'm, I'm nervous about how that's going to look. Yeah, but, man, honest. we look forward. I liked it. I like the intro. <laughs> yeah. We're so, going to definitely have you back. Okay. Thank you for joining us in the voice party. Uh, any of you guys have any last closing thoughts you want to say? All right. Uh, oh, oh, I want to I hear you hit him with the three H's. Oh, you, you know, know you that's, that's what I was just about to say. I was just about to say that you beat me to it by milliseconds. You already know what to do. So this is... This will be the closing then. Yeah. We'll just do that. You know what? On behalf of J.D., Gaspar, Joaquin, Phil, everybody else on the voice party, on behalf of Mr. Go to Work himself, King Francis, Evan L.G. Francis, uh. the whole city of Richmond and beyond, we want to tell y'all to go ahead and uh, eat healthy, speak eat healthy, healthy, live healthy. healthy. Got to do the hand uh. waving and all that. Go to work. You know it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's Thank a wrap. you. <laughs>